Happy Friday, everybody. It's Friday, February 8th, 2019. And as always, if you're listening to this, that means you made it through another week and margaritas are in order. More importantly, it means that we are one week away from Jamaica. One week from tomorrow, I will be in Ocho Rios, Jamaica on the Sandals Resort. Getting ready to not give a damn about a damn thing for a whole damn week. Be jealous, bitches. Be jealous. All right, let's do today's birthdays and then get into the crap that's been going on this week. All right, happy birthday to Jules Verne, Lana Turner, Jack Lemon, James Dean, Ted Koppel, Nick Nolte, Mary Steenburgen, the only man my wife is allowed to cheat on me with, John Grisham, Gary Coleman, Seth Green, and Vince Neal of Motley Crue. In honor of Vince's birthday, today's song of the day is going to be Wild Side. Now, I haven't really covered football the last couple of weeks because um, I was opposed to the Super Bowl because neither team earned their way into the Super Bowl. Uh, So I, I will forever call the 2019 Super Bowl the Asterisk Bowl and the New England Patriots will never be recognized as a real champion because we didn't have a real championship game. But I did want to give you a breakdown of my opinions of what happened in the Asterisk Bowl based on what I've read. I did not watch a second of it. And no, that's not just talk. My wife can verify it. I actually did not watch any of the pregame, any of the uh, of the actual game, and only a little bit of the postgame. It's the first time in my life I have not watched the Super Bowl. That's how strongly I felt about the Asterisk Bowl. And apparently a lot of other people had the same feeling as it was the lowest rated Super Bowl in a decade. People don't like seeing cheaters compete for a championship. Get it through your skull, NFL. They don't like seeing cheaters. Here are some of the records that were set by this Super Bowl to make it the worst Super Bowl ever. It was the lowest scoring Super lowest scoring Super Bowl of all time. It was the lowest score by a winning team. It had the most consecutive consecutive drives ending in a punt, eight by the Rams. It was the fewest combined touchdowns of any Super Bowl. The fewest points by a single team in a Super Bowl, three by the Rams. And the Rams had zero snaps in the red zone the entire game. Now, I thought I could not witness a Super Bowl in which a team got more dominated than the Denver Broncos led by Peyton Manning when they got walloped by the Seattle Seahawks in the Super Bowl, which was an absolutely dominant performance from start to finish. And, and the, the uh, Peyton Manning-led Denver Broncos only managed to score eight points in that game. The Rams came up with a whopping three in this game. It was, on paper, and by all accounts from everybody I've heard that actually watched the game, it was the worst Super Bowl ever, and rightfully so. Neither team deserved to be there. I also heard that the halftime show was horrible and The halftime shows, let's be honest, have been horrible for some time. Maybe next year, the NFL will let the actual winners of the games play for the championship instead of handpicking who they wanted to see in it. I'm glad you guys suffered your worst Super Bowl. Maybe you learned your lesson. That Super Bowl should have been between the Kansas City Chiefs and the New Orleans Saints, the two rightful winners of those games. And I am still down to have those two teams play each other on a neutral site so that we can determine the real champion of the 2019 season.
All right, that's it for football. That is it for football until August. It's over. Uh, let me do as I every, every week. I give you a few reminders uh, for those people that are just joining me uh, and finding me for the first time, and uh, you, you are because the, the audience keeps growing. Had our best month ever last month. The last two weeks have been my best week ever. Keep it going. Tell everybody you know about the podcast. Spread the word. Okay. Here are the reminders that I give you every week. First things first, this podcast is not recorded in a studio. It's not edited. It's not mixed. You are going to hear background noise on this. You're going to hear some... I'm, I'm currently sitting in my bedroom. I do it in my home office. I do it in my, my workshop. I do it on the deck, in the kayak, wherever I happen to be. It's meant to be that way. You're meant to hear background noises. You might hear somebody knock on the door and my dogs go nuts. It's supposed to be like the two of us sitting on the deck shooting the shit. I don't have a degree in broadcasting, and this is not a professional publication or, or broadcast. So just understand that throughout the course of this. Also, I have music at certain spots. and I have an intro song, I have a song at the end of the podcast, and I have a song that takes us into the birthdays every week. And you cannot hear that unless you're listening on Anchor. So if you're on your computer, go to anchor.fm. If you're on your smartphone, download the free Anchor app. Look for the Tom Paul Jr. Show. You get my show, dozens of other apps. But you get to hear the entire podcast as it was meant to be heard. And my last reminder, as I give you every week, is if you can, swing by my website, tompowelljr.com, tompowelljr.com, where you can buy my first book, which is entitled The Grateful Life, The Life Story of a Husband, Father, and Taco-Loving Deadhead. It is my life story from birth to the age of 45 when I decided to retire and change what my life was about. You can also pick up your A Grateful Life concert ticket bookmark while you're there. Each one is individualized, so no two bookmarks are alike. It's TomPowellJr.com, TomPowellJr.com. All right, enough with the pimping. Happy National Kite Flying Day. So celebrate accordingly by go flying a kite. And today is uh, brutally cold here in the Chicagoland area. I don't know where you're at. I am in the southwest suburb of Shanahan here in the Chicagoland area, and it is currently a balmy 7 degrees with a wind chill of 11 below. But it is windy as fuck, so flying a kite might actually be in order today. All right, so what's been going on this past week? Um, the first thing I want to say, I, I usually, if you're finding me for the first time, I'll cover a bunch of weird stories. I'll give you some funny stuff to talk about. I, I would like to first this week start off by um, <clears throat> uh, thanking our current village hall uh, as well as um, the uh, junior high student council. So I'd like to thank... Everybody that works at our village hall, I'd like to thank our mayor, Mayor Missy. We call, she calls herself Mayor Missy because it sounds cooler than village president mayor. So con- thank you, Mayor Missy, and, and thank you, Mr. Martin of the 8th grade uh, student council here at the Shanahan Junior High. My daughter, Lily, is involved with the student council, and a few years ago, what the village hall implemented was a day in which the members of the student council can come to the village hall for the day and shadow somebody at the village hall. Then they work on putting together their own resolution. And then that night they all sit in on an actual village board meeting in which they're up there with people from the the village board. They get to vote on their own uh, referendum or, or whatever. 
And my daughter got to be a part of that this past Monday, and it was very cool. She got to shadow uh, our village administrator, Tom Durkin, who I've had an opportunity to have some interaction with through things that I'm involved with with the village. Tom's a solid guy. I was very happy that she, she, uh, she drew Tom. And uh, it, it's just a good thing that they do for the, for the, for the kids and for the village. I thought it was kind of cool. There were some laughs, some good times. Everybody kind of gets into it. And the kids see that it's, you know, there's a process to running the village you live in. And, and so I just, I appreciate the fact that they do that. And I hope that they continue to do that. Even if I've got one more kid coming up through the system, he's seven, my son. Uh, even if they, they end it before he gets there or if he, you know... It, if he doesn't get involved with student council, it's a good program. You guys are doing a good thing with the kids, so thank you guys all very much. I, I really do truly, truly appreciate it. Uh, the big news of this week, though, is going to be, obviously, The Walking Dead returning this Sunday. Now, I'm not going to give any spoilers. I, I watch spoiler sites. I'm not going to give any spoilers, and I'm not even going to talk about it for a very long period of time. We'll talk more about it next week after we actually see episode 909, uh, but uh, here's what I'm looking forward to. I'm looking forward to obviously seeing the confrontation with the Whispers, which is nothing new. You know that that's coming. You saw it at the end of the, uh, at the, end of the last episode. I am looking forward to that, but we kind of know how that's going to go, almost. There's going to be some twists and some turns, but we know how it's going to end up. What I'm more interested to see is what happened over the six-year period in which we had the time jump. So what happened from the time that Rick flew away in the helicopter to the time they found Magna and her group, there was obviously something that happened to our group that made them not trust outsiders anymore. Something that happened to our people that made them separate from the other communities that they had been with for so long. And something that happened to them physically. We've seen so far both on Daryl and Michonne, scars that match, X-shaped scars on their back. So something major happened, and that's what I'm more interested in finding out is what happened. Who did something bad to them? Uh, I'm also very interested in finding out how they eventually bring Rick back. And I know that they said Rick's done with the show, and he's, they're, they're making these three standalone uh, made-for-TV movies about Rick and where he went and what's been happening with him in his life. But you have to think at some point in time when they're ready to wrap up the entire Walking Dead story that they're going to figure out a way to bring Rick back into the fold. And the way I kind of see it happening is that you know, no matter who else is around, whether Michonne's still alive or Maggie's still alive or whatever the case may be, that it's somehow they bring Rick back with Judith. And I, I, I'm very interested to see how that eventually plays out down the road. Dear Walking Dead, if you're listening to this, you have crushed it so far. I, I did not agree with taking Rick off the show. I did not agree with killing off Carl. But so far you've crushed it and you've managed to, to keep it relevant. Don't pull a lost on us. Don't just go off the rails and make it go all weird as you get down towards the end of the story. Keep going. Bring Rick back at some point in time. I cannot wait for Sunday. I'm really interested in seeing what those X scars are on the back of everybody. But the zombie apocalypse is big on Sunday. Best show on TV. And I love me some zombie apocalypse, man. Love me some zombie apocalypse. You never know. You could be walking around the, the corner in your house and then boom, there's a zombie. You got to know what to do, folks. 
You got to know what to do. That's why you back into the driveway so that you got an easy out. You keep something sharp by you at all times and you be ready to roll. All right? Canned goods are your friends. I know, I know. I, I digress. Getting all hyped up on zombie apocalypse. Um, I have a story here. I got a string of weird stories that I'm going to start with this this first one here. I guess this is not quite as bad as finding a zombie in your house, but it's still kind of creepy as fuck. Uh, It's a story out of North Carolina where a girl named Maddie, who's a junior in college there, uh, thought that where she was living was haunted. She, She had various articles of clothing that came up missing, and she was finding handprints on the wall inside of her closet. She was a little weirded out. I would be too. Um, and one day she's getting ready in the bathroom and she hears a sound in the closet. It, she said it sounded almost like a raccoon kind of rummaging around in the closet. And she just asked out loud as, listen, as we all tend to do when we think there's a serial killer in the house, right? Who's there? Well, um, somebody answered. She got a reply from the closet by, from a man saying, it's true. So she goes over and opens the closet door, which, okay. <coughs> Confession time here, folks. I'm assholes and elbows at that point in time. I've already got creepy shit happening in the house. I hear a creepy noise in the closet. I yell, I ask out who's there and the closet answers me. I'm not answering the closet because I don't give a fuck who's in that closet. I am assholes and elbows out the door, down the street. I'm vapor. I'm gone. I'm a memory. She opens the door and there's a guy in there wearing her clothes. I mean, her, full, you know, her top, her pants. He's got on her shoes, her socks, and he's got a book bag full of other clothes of hers. 32-year-old Andrew Swafford. So what does Maddie do? Now, I've already told you I would have been running for the door when the, when the closet answered me. Now that I find somebody in my closet, she turns around, calls her boyfriend, who calls the police, and Maddie starts talking to Andrew to keep him distracted while the police arrive. And Andrew continues to try on her clothes while she's there. He eventually tries on a hat, walks over to the mirror, checks himself out with the hat on, and tells her that she looks pretty. Asks her if he could have a hug. Now, she says he never actually wound up touching her because the cops did arrive and they took him away. But holy shit! If my daughters are listening to this, if anybody's daughter is listening to this, and you hear a noise from your closet and you ask who's there, and your closet answers, get the fuck out of the house. Okay? Go. Bye-bye. Call the police from the car. And why did you call your boyfriend instead of the police? Campus security? I mean, it all worked out in the end, but yeah. Andrew's a little weird. Hanging out in your closet, wearing your clothes. Just... Weird story after weird story, like every week comes out of the woodwork, just a bunch of weird motherfuckers in the world, you know? Here's another one, Tabitha Andrade of Melbourne, Australia. Have you heard the name Tabitha Andrade? This this girl is uh, lives in, in, like I said, in uh, Melbourne, Australia. 
she uh, tattooed KFC on her inner lower lip. She was talking to her parents about wanting to get a tattoo. And her parents told her to make sure that if you're going to get a tattoo, as I have told my children, make sure it's something that means something to you. Make sure it's meaningful to you so that you don't look back as I currently am with many of my tattoos and going, wow, I really wish I didn't get that. I have 10 tattoos on my body that uh, mean nothing to me. I've got one old bad one that means something to me that just needs to be covered up and, and redone. But I've got Grim Reapers and wizards holding balls of flames and skulls with bat wings and a cowgirl in a bikini. It means nothing, right? So get something that means something to you, okay? If you're going to get a tattoo. So this girl took that advice, chewed on it for a while, and she landed on the KFC logo because she's obsessed with chicken. She says so much so that she named her dog Nugget. Okay, fine. You like KFC. But really, a lip tattoo? She said she got the idea for a lip tattoo from Kylie Jenner. Well, guess what, sweetheart? There's your first mistake. Listening to anything anyone in that useless family has to say. If Kylie Jenner tells you to do something, do the opposite. Okay, the Jenner slash Kardashian clan is a waste of human cells, otherwise useful skin, and nobody with a brain in their head is listening to anything they say. Now, she says she didn't do this because she, you know, was trying to get free food, but she also said in the interview that she's not opposed to it. So, hint, hint, wink, wink, KFC, how'd you like to give me some, uh, some free nugs? I mean, listen... I get it. You, you got you a love of chicken. I have a love of tacos. And I may still get a taco tattooed on my body somewhere. I've been thinking about it. There may be something down the line. But I'm not getting Taco Bell tattooed on my body. I'm not getting a restaurant's logo or name tattooed on my body. And it sure as hell ain't going on my inner lip. I know I put a lot of emphasis on the P right there. Sorry. What the hell is wrong with you people? That is, that is a deep love of chicken. A deep love of chicken. I mean, you don't just like chicken. You fucking love chicken. Now, she may have a deep love of chicken, but it is nothing compared to 26-year-old Dovey Nickers' love of masturbating. What, did he just say masturbating? Yeah, he just said masturbating. Look up the name Dovey, D-O-V-I-E, Knickers with an N, N-I-C-K-E-R-S, of Austin, Texas. She was caught masturbating on the outdoor patio of a restaurant. When she was finally caught, they learned that she was also reported masturbating earlier in the day of a restaurant patio at a hotel. And then when they arrested her and they threw her into the, uh, into the police car, she continued to masturbate. Continued to masturbating? Continued to masturbate. Yeah, listen. That's some powerful love right there. Okay? I thought the KFC tattoo logo was like, wow, you really love your chicken? No. Dovey 
really likes double clicking her mouse. Okay? Because she's doing it everywhere. <clears throat> Dovey. Darling. Nothing wrong with it, okay? Nothing wrong with just going to town on yourself. Time and a place for everything, okay, sweetheart? The outdoor patio at your local eatery maybe not the best place to be going to town on yourself, okay? And, and the, the fact that you continue doing it in a police car, that, it shows that you might have a little bit of an issue. You might need to dial it down. Can somebody in Austin, Austin Texas uh, help Dovey out? Because she's obviously in need of, 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 of uh, several orgasms a day. Valentine's Day is coming up, fellas. Help Dovey out. 26-year-old Dovey Nichols of Austin, Texas. Eating out just ain't safe anymore, folks. You go to eat out at your local establishment, oh, it's nice out, we're going to go sit on the patio. Boom, there's Dovey going to town. Just not safe. Eat in. Go home and eat in. Of course, that's not safe either. As is evidenced by, uh, by this 48-year-old couple. Uh, let's see here. Jennifer Brazaro and her boyfriend got into an altercation at their apartment when Jennifer, 48 years old, hit her boyfriend over the eye from across the room with a frozen pork chop. Said that it left a half-inch laceration above his eye. So I, I guess you can't win. You go to eat out, you got... Dovey, double-clicking her mouse on the seat right next to you. You eat in, the old lady hits you above the eye with a frozen pork chop. I, there's just, just no winning. Now, I'm going to tell you, guy, whoever this guy is that got hit with the pork chop, okay? I'm going to give you some Tom Powell Jr. advice in, uh, in the field of marital flying objects. Duck, my friend. Take off your shoes. Bend down to untie your shoe. That pork chop would have went right over your head and stuck right in the wall. I'm coming to you from personal experience, my friend. Right now, my wife is MFing her computer screen at work. And the people around her are like, what the hell's going on? Because she knows exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah, I'm talking about the comb you threw at me over 20 years ago. I'm not letting that one go. I'm telling it at your eulogy if you go first. Period. Period. So, dude, duck. You won't get a laceration over your eye from the frozen pork chop. Always be on your toes, man. Head on a swivel. Head on a swivel. My wife is losing her ever-loving mind right now. I guarantee you she's losing her ever-loving mind. But, I mean, what are you guys going to do here? You know, like I said, you eat out, you got Dovey masturbating on the patio where you eat. You stay in, your old lady clocks you with a frozen pork chop. So what do you do? You say, I'm going to go back. Forget it. I'm not eating it anymore. I'm going to go back out. I'm going go to a, go to a different establishment. I'm going to go over to Taco Bell. Well, that's not going to work either. Got a story here about a couple that had a fight at a Taco Bell. 49-year-old Victor Foster 
and his 49-year-old wife, Pamela Fosser, were at a Taco Bell arguing about their son. Apparently, the kid's a screw-off. The old man wants to kick him out of the house. Mom doesn't like the idea. They got into an argument. It escalated. The husband taunted the wife by dangling a Taco Bell burrito in front of her face. Okay, childish. The wife grabs the taco, the burrito out of his hand and throws it on the floor. The husband gets pissed. He scoops up all the, all the remnants of the burrito and shoves it in her face, causing some of it to go up her nose. You can't go anywhere without running into stupid people. And let me tell you something. To both of you, to the Fossers, listen, if Dovey's over there masturbating on the patio, that's one thing I don't eat there. Whatever. I don't have to deal with dude's old lady throwing a pork chop at my head. I've had things thrown at my head. I've learned to duck. I'm still alive. But Taco Bell? That's a happy place. It will not have you defiling Taco Bell in such a way. Take your fights outside. You want to destroy your burrito? That's up to you. Do it outside. Taco Bell is a happy place. There is no fighting. There is no ugliness in Taco Bell. I won't have it. You can bash my wife and you can talk down about my kids, but I will not have you destroying a Taco Bell. Can't have it. Can't have it. So we got a lot of food stories here. We got Taco Bell. We got a burrito up the nose. We got Dovey over there taking care of herself at the restaurant. We got the old man getting hit in the eye. Or above the eye with the pork chop. A lot of food-related stories. I'm going to tell you something. My next story is about a woman who needs to maybe eat a pork chop or a Taco Bell burrito or 12. Needs to calm down and eat something. The story is about a bride. I don't ever name. I've read two stories about it and I don't ever name. She banned all meat eaters from her wedding. She's a vegan. She said she didn't invite any family to her uh, uh, wedding that, were, that ate meat because she didn't want, quote, murderers, unquote, at her wedding. Murderers. You may be a vegan, whatever. You really going to not invite people from your own family to your wedding that eat meat because you take it that seriously? You need to eat a bacon cheeseburger, honey, okay? You need to pick up the frozen pork chop instead of throwing it at your husband's head and cook it. And eat it. You need to calm down. Eat a fucking Snickers, Susan. That is a level of crazy that the, bri- the, the, the groom in that scenario should have been running for the door. Honey, you may have gotten married recently, but you're going to be an ex very, very soon. Because there is no man that will deal with that level of crazy. No man. That is some batshit crazy right there. You are going to be an ex very, very soon. And for those of you who are an ex, I want you to know it doesn't mean that you're in the same company as this, as this loan, as this vegan banning all meat eaters. But I do want you to know that even though you're an ex, even though you don't have somebody this Valentine's Day, there are many things that you can do to celebrate Valentine's Day, and I have a few for a few of them here for you today. I'm going to give the singles listening 
a few ways in which you can celebrate Valentine's Day before I give the couples, specifically the guys out there, the be-all, end-all of Valentine's movement. First, let's, do, let's deal with the single people. Okay? There are a couple of different ways that you can celebrate Valentine's this, day, this year. Um, Hooters is offering 10 free wings when you purchase 10 wings on Valentine's Day if you bring in and shred a picture of your ex. So there's one way that you can celebrate. You recently been dumped, take a picture of whoever dumped you over to Hooters, run it through their paper shredder, you get 20 wings for the price of 10. Not bad. Doing a little something for the singles on Valentine's Day. Those who aren't going to be getting the V or the D on the 14th. There's something else that you can do to celebrate. And so it's before Valentine's Day, and it's not specifically geared towards Valentine's Day, but it could have a Valentine's-type feel to it. You go find the El Paso, Texas Zoo on your interwebs, and they have a program in which you can name a cockroach after anybody you want. And they're specifically saying to people, hey, you want to name a cockroach after your ex? Come on and do so. They take a small donation, they name a cockroach after your ex, and then on the 11th, this Sunday, so you got to hurry and do this, they will be feeding the cockroaches to the meerkats live on Facebook. So, you can start Valentine's week off this Sunday by having a cockroach named after your ex eaten live on Facebook. And that, my friends, is a hell of a way to start Valentine's week. i got to be honest with you. Then you get down to Valentine's Day. You, you head over to Hooters. Take in a picture of the, the one that broke your heart. Have them shred it for you. Bada bing, bada boom. You got double the wings. Now, if, you've, if you're a woman, specifically a woman, who has recently been dumped, you're heading into Valentine's Day alone, pissed off, aggravated. A company called Plus One has a deal for you. You have to go to their website and you have to submit the form by the 13th. But what Plus One is doing is they're reviewing all of these forms of people that were recently dumped, and they are giving they are picking 250 people from the forms that are submitted to get a free bullet vibrator this Valentine's Day. I mean, okay. <clears throat> Let's say you're a gal who just got dumped. The week before Valentine's Day, you are pissed. You're hot. You're angry. You can have an entire week planned out for you here, okay? You start off on Sunday by having that bastard's name attached to a cockroach that gets eaten live on Facebook. Makes you feel better, right? Gets you in kind of that Sunday happy feeling mood. You go on about your week. Filling out the form at plus one. You go to Valentine's Day. You shred a picture of the cockroach boy. Get yourself double the wings. And then hopefully your name gets pulled by plus one. And they send you a free vibrator. I mean, hey, listen. Singles. 
think it's a pretty good deal. Take advantage of some of these, instead of getting on Facebook on the 14th and pissing and moaning and bitching and wailing, have a little fun with it. Have a cockroach named after your ex and watch him get eaten by a meerkat. Have some fun with it. Get you, go get yourself a free vibrator, girl. Do, you do you. Hey, Dovey, you might want to fill out the form if they'll let you do it from prison, okay? Maybe you stay at home, work out the new bullet, get yourself some extra batteries, you know. Go into 2019, you know, a new you, okay? A new you. So that's for all the singles. That's for all the heartbroken ones out there in the world. All those people that are already bitching about the fact that Valentine's Day is coming. Now I got one for you, for, for you couples. Now, Valentine's Day is important when you're starting out, when you're dating, when you're, when you're, when you're in the early throes of your marriage. In all honesty, as, as you go on, you find out that the important days are really other days in your lives. Your anniversaries, the, the days you did certain things together. Not necessarily Valentine's Day. Or definitely not Sweetest Day. So, you know, it kind of dies down a little bit as you go along. Uh, one of the things that I make sure I do as a father is I make sure that, um, that my daughters have something on Valentine's Day always. It's something that my grandfather on my mother's side did with his girls as a way of, of saying, you know what, no matter what happens in your life, there's always going to be somebody there to give you a Valentine. And as long as there is oxygen in my blood, or in my lungs, my daughters will always have something on Valentine's to open, because that's important to me. My wife now does that for our son. Since we had, this, since we had the boy, she, she gives him a little, a little something for Valentine's. It's just important to me. Now, I gave some advice to a guy that worked for me when he was having an important Valentine's Day last year, year before, whatever it was. Uh, it, was a, it was a Valentine's Day move that I pulled on my wife 21, 22 years ago, whatever it was. Uh, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to impart this to you. You guys do with it what you will. But I will tell you this. When I pulled the move out over two decades ago, it worked. My wife still has the thing that I'm going to tell you about. She still has it in her craft room. My friend pulled this move on his girlfriend, and it worked like a charm for him as well. And it will work for you. It's an OG, original move. It's going gonna, it's gonna to make them swoon. It's going to make you seem like a million bucks. And it's, gonna, it's, it's, it's the killer, okay? So just follow me here. You buy a dozen roses. Whatever color you want to buy, so long as you can get a silk rose to match them. My wife's preference was peach roses. I got a dozen peach roses. I bought one silk rose that looked very much like the real roses. I took one rose out of the bouquet. I placed the silk rose in and on the card I wrote I promise to love you until the last rose dies yeah that's right 
boom, drop that mic. You just heard that shit correctly. Guys, if you're listening to this, that's the move. That's the move. You're early in your relationship. You're like, okay, man, it's Valentine's Day. I really got no idea about this shit. I need need something that's going to knock it out of the park. I've been a bit of an asshole the last couple of months. I really need something. I really fucked up at Christmas, you know. Apparently, dish towels are not something that uh, that ladies like. Okay, now you're looking to redeem yourself. Here's your move: buy a dozen flowers, buy one or a dozen roses, buy one silk rose, replace one with the silk rose, and write, "I promise to love you until the last rose dies." <clears throat> it's gonna take her a minute. She's gonna go, "What the fuck?" My wife looked at me was like, "Great, so you're gonna love me for the next week, asshole." The fuck is this? And then when they come around, oh my God, one of them is never going to die. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. You don't have to worry about cockroaches getting eaten or getting free wings on the 14th if you pull that move, okay? Just, hey, I know I can be a bit crass and I can be a bit rough around the edges and some of the things that I say make people go, what, did he just say that? But listen to me, gentlemen. Guys, you, especially guys that are in the early stages of a relationship, you pull this move and your genitalia will not be dry the remainder of the day. I guarantee it. You have got the Tom Powell Jr. moist genitalia guarantee of a lifetime. It is going to happen for you, okay? Period. She may do things she's never done for you before. For the cost of a dozen roses, I'm telling you guys, listen to me on this. Listen to me on this. It's going to be one of those moments, if you guys have ever seen the movie, um, ah shit, I'm blanking out now. It's the movie where Jim Carrey gets, uh, gets God's powers. I'm blanking out on the... You guys know the movie I'm talking about. Jim Carrey, Jennifer Aniston. Jim Carrey thinks he can do a better job than God. Bruce Almighty. There it is. Ding, 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 ding. Just kidding. Remember the scene when he was trying to turn his girlfriend, Jennifer Aniston, on, and she's in the bathroom, and she's just losing her ever-loving mind because her loins are shaking like she's on the cur- on the third turn at Daytona right on the wall as the cars come past. It's vibrating that much. Yeah, that's what this move is going to do to your, 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 your lady, okay? okay. You, you better have the number of a doctor handy because you're going to need it when she's done with you, okay? Lock the door. You're breaking some furniture. I'm telling you. That kind of wild, animalistic, that kind of sex. That's what's coming your way. Listen to me on this, gentlemen. Listen to me, okay? And if you don't want to believe me on this, let me give you a little bit of proof. I am an overweight, unattractive, graying landscaper, or was a landscaper, who didn't make a ton of money, had bad tattoos all over him, and told the worst kind of jokes. My woman is still with me after 22 years. I'm telling you, I'm telling you. 
Now, granted, I got what's called the Kavorka. I got the lure of the animal. Okay, so not everybody has that. I get it. You need a little bit of assistance. This is going to help you out. Okay? So, go get yourself a dozen roses later on next week. Get your silk rose now so that you can find it. Don't, don't wait. Don't, don't wait. You wait, you're going to screw yourself, guys. Make sure you plan for this crap. Valentine's Day is next Thursday. Get your shit in line this weekend. Trust me on this. And to everybody else who's single, go get a cockroach named after your ex and watch it get eaten live on Facebook this Sunday. Then head, head your ass down to Hooters, get yourself 10 free wings, and uh, for the females out there, submit your form to get yourself a free, uh, free vibrator there. I mean, hey, there's a little something for everybody this week, okay? A little something for everybody. It's not just for the couples anymore. So, happy Valentine's Day to everybody, since I'm not going to speak to you again until after Valentine's Day, the day after Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day to everybody. Hope you guys have a good Valentine's Day. Hope you enjoy it. I'm going to give you another podcast next Friday, the day before we get on a plane for Jamaica, to the, uh, to the folks down in Sandals Ochi in Ocho Rios, Jamaica. We are coming your way. We got ourselves the Romeo and Joliet Butler Villa Suite with the private pool and hot tub. Yeah! You see, gentlemen, see, that's what I'm telling you, Okay. You start out with the fake flower and the cool card. And eventually, you're sitting naked in your own private hot tub in Jamaica. It just... Just listen to me, okay? Just... I'm, by midnight of Valentine's Day, you're going to be hitting your knees and thanking God that you have access to me and my mind. Okay? Trust me, this is going to work. Trust me. You guys have a good Valentine's Day. Like I said, I'm going to give you a podcast next Friday. Last week I said I wasn't going to do one the Friday that I was on, on vacation and my wife came home. Well, really, you're not going to do one on vacation? You know what? I might. I might actually record a little something from the pool in, in Jamaica with the water flowing behind me. I got I to gotta see how it all works out down there. So uh, we may still do that. I, I, well, I don't know. Definitely going to get one next Friday, the day after Valentine's Day. All you guys out there that pull the Tom Powell patented moisten your genitalia Valentine's Day move, you guys tune in next Friday. Come back and tell me how it worked out. Let's get some reviews on, 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 on the Tom Powell plan across the board. See how it worked out for you guys. Let me know on the posts. In the meantime, you guys enjoy your weekend. Enjoy your Valentine's Day. That's all I got for you this week. As always, stay grateful. Now enjoy a little bit of the Friday song. <laughs>